Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took a shit in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What up is my? We're not going to be fucking sunk this year with a Stanley Cup champions! Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vazana. As always, my brother, Noel. Noel, how's it going? Everything all right out there? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, good. Middle of the week. Hump day. We can start calling it Sweet Lou Day. Sweet Lou Day. Is that what he was doing in Atlanta? Well, real quick, we have an Instagram page, Beltway underscore sports, underscore bros, underscore podcast. We're also on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod. We also have Facebook groups to search groups and type in our name, Beltway Sports Bros. Also, we are on EmpireMedia.com. One last thing, please subscribe or follow depending on what podcast apps you use. It's 100% free. All subscribing does is download the newest episode automatically so you don't have to search for it. All right. So, hey, let's just jump right in, Noel. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. Enough of the small talk. Nah, nothing All right. else. <laughs> All right. So a little later in the show, we're going to talk about some uh, Washington football team news. Ugh, still can't really get used to that, but I'm working on it. But uh, to start, Major League Baseball is in serious trouble. Womp, womp. <laughs> I know it's not really your thing, Noel, but we're going oh, to talk about it. Them crocodile tears are dripping right now. <laughs> Uh, Yesterday, the league announced that they are suspending the Miami Marlins season for the time being after four more players tested positive for COVID-19, bringing their total to 17 players and coaches. Jesus. The MLB commissioner said that they have no plans for the league to shut down. So good luck with that. Noel, I know this is your move, but I'm going to take it for a second. Um, I could not have been more spot on with my call (laughs) on this one from the last show. I mean, shit. Said it. And it literally happened hours later. Pretty happy about right. that. No insider information. You know, it was like the babe calling a shot. If we're going to use a uh, Major League Baseball term. Last time baseball was good. <laughs> it was when the babe was was, <laughs> was bombing homers. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You remember that? Uh, was, yeah. that, that was back I've in your day. A, huh? I've seen a couple of highlights. <laughs> but uh, I want to bring up the point because yesterday was the first day of NFL training camp. And they plan to have the same kind of setup as the MLB, which we talked about is completely insane. But we talked about this in the last show, still having teams travel, not have a bubble kind of format like other leagues. Shit, I hope the NFL is paying attention to what's going on in the MLB because they cannot take that shit away from me. I, I can deal with Major League Baseball not being around, but if the NFL is taken, I, I may not be around for much longer. Well, they're starting off on a very uh, rocky road. Okay. Let's put it that way. I mean, uh, we've talked about this before where we feel like they're flying by the seat of their pants training camp open today and they're leaving it up to the players and I don't really understand the philosophy here utilizing the NBA's way of doing things or MLS or hockey these look like ways to do it and avenues for success. They're proven. They're already working. They've shown it. I just don't understand and you're you're going down the same path 
of a league that doesn't seem to give a shit about anything but, like we said, putting a product on the field and it's blowing up in their face. And I just don't understand it. And they're saying they're educating the players and they're showing how to limit high-risk behaviors and giving these pamphlets to these players like they give a shit. They don't. People in this country, a lot of them don't. And you're expecting these guys to go to training camp. They get to go home after after they're done their day at work and come back. It's just, it's not going to work. And like you said, Matt, I could give a shit if the MLB goes bye-bye. You know, it's I'm, I'm okay with that. But the NFL, man. And you got a month to figure this out. Yeah. I just don't understand it. I don't get it. It's not going to happen. And the worst part about it is, you know, the experts are saying that this is only going to get worse in the fall and going into the winter. So so, right. you know, you're you're talking about primetime football time here. And what do they think is going to happen? You can't expect what is basically going to be 100 people, including players and coaches and trainers, with all of them included. You can't expect all these guys to do the right thing. It's an impossibility. I agree with you. And this logistically is a lot more complicated than bringing an NBA team into a bubble. I get totally. all that. Yeah. It's just you're comparing, you know, what you can fit into a Mini Cooper versus what you can fit into an SUV. It's just a different animal and I understand that you doing it this way because it's too complicated to figure out what you can do with a hundred people and an organization and shift them around crazier things have been done if they can maneuver people across countries to get them out of a hostile environment they can figure out how to move a hundred guys with in a multi-billion dollar company to a different location and toss them in a hotel and say this is where you're going to be playing and this is where you're going to eat this is where you're going to shit this is where you're going to sleep and that's it yeah i mean if they want to get paid that's what you're going to do you got a lot of people are having to go back to work they're getting paid significantly less than these guys and these guys are opting out i mean some of these guys are opting out it's an avenue for disaster they're patchworking this thing they're putting band-aids on a freaking amputated leg and it's not gonna work was that an alex smith joke there he was lucky enough to keep it matt and we're gonna be (laughs) lucky enough to have him throwing the ball again thank goodness (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but they don't have a lot of time. And the NFL was basically assuming this thing would be gone at this right. point. That's what it looks like to me. Right. And it's not going anywhere. Not for a very long time. And they're going to be caught with their freaking pants down. And I'm thinking like how the NHL has done it. They went to a completely different freaking country, which right. is probably the smartest thing. But maybe do multiple bubble locations, right? They got to do this quick. But It's done, Matt. They're all in now. They're all in. It took the NBA five months to figure out how to do this thing. And they've got 13 guys on a basketball team, okay? The snowball's already down the mountain, okay? Wow. There's no coming back from this. You're all in. You're either doing it this way or you're not doing it at all at this point. There's no... No patchwork that can be done. The only thing that the NFL has done right throughout this entire process is how they did the draft. Ever since then, it's been a shit show. And that was easy. And that was easy, exactly. But they actually showed some type of common sense. They didn't try to force a square peg into a round hole. And that's what they're doing now. And it's not going to work. It's too late to try to figure anything else out. And uh, the bomb's already gone off. It's either going to work this way and they're going to say, I told you so, or in a week's time or two weeks time. I mean, shit, the Jets are already talking about quarantining their quarterbacks. They're quarterbacks. They're t- they're talking about taking Darnold and Flacco and quarantining them from the rest of the team. It's a zoo, Matt. These teams are coming up with their own rules on how to figure this out. You need leadership. And you need Goodell to say, 
This is how it's going to be, just like Silver did, where you either are in or you're not. Guys are not anyway, so figure it out the way you want to do it, and if you opt out, they're giving like a stipend or some shit of 300000 I don't know what the hell they're doing. It's it's 150 k if you are not high risk, 350 if you are high okay. risk. Okay, all right, whatever. Yeah. So they're giving them a little bit of change to stay home. So they're doing that anyway. If you don't, if you can't be away from your family because you're weighing the options, whether it's $15 million or I don't get to see my dog, then you've made your decision. And and obviously these guys are able to make their decisions on their own. And unfortunately, most people, when they're supposed to go right, they will go left. Of course. To end this portion of it, I think that they need to push the season back, figure this shit out. They could very easily change the schedules around. They could do multiple bubbles based off of division and schedule. And, you know, maybe on bye weeks, then they move to another bubble, something like that to make it easier on them. There's very many ways, regardless of how many people that they have. They could figure this out. Absolutely. They just decided not to. And they, now they don't have enough time, but they could very easily move the season back and really get this thing done We've right. We've talked about this before, that the NFL is the flagship, and they think that they're Teflon, and they'll be able to fight through this thing. And they're going to learn the hard way. They really are. It's not going to go well, and it's going to suck, because that's going to hurt. Right. So, moving on to the Washington, what do they call <laughs> Washington football Washington team. FT. Washington <laughs> I love their new helmets, so I, I really do, man. I sent you that I'm picture on Twitter and um, that Landon Collins helmet with the big twenty mm. on the side. It was a little glossy for my taste. I wish they would tone it down a tiny bit, but man, it fits the way the size of the numbers and all that. I, I'm it's a nice. fan. I'm a fan. I like it. I, I hope they keep the damn thing, personally. I don't want to yeah, see a, nice. a, a howling wolf on the side or a oh, propeller God. from the red tail. I, I don't want to see any of that. The number on the side looks beast. <laughs> they took the stripes off the top. It's just... A, uh, I don't know about that. I love it, man. Because the hell... The, you the, like the, it without the yeah, stripes? Yeah, I do. Because right. the numbers are so big on the side. It's not like those little Alabama ones. It's those big numbers. What about a nice, like, gold stripe? No, just one stripe. I think you get away... No, too much? I think you start getting into that Alabama look the numbers are so big that I think it would just be so crowded I love it I think that helmet is a beast and I hope that they keep it anyway we we digress that's a sidebar yes moving on to the Washington football team like I said the Ron Rivera you know has been through a little bit of the ringer so to speak this (laughs) offseason you know I'm not going to get into all of it I think we've covered all of it ad nauseum but there's absolutely no way this poor guy knew what he was getting into with this franchise but it is Washington so don't need to say much more than that. But as I mentioned, yesterday was the start of NFL training camp. Hopefully, he can actually do what he was hired for, <laughs> and that's coach some damn football, right, right? Right, A couple of things that came out of day one of training camp, if that's what you want to call it, I guess, testing and physical day <laughs> one of training camp, was that Alex Smith and Reuben Foster both passed their team physicals, but they are going to start in the pup list. Also, running backs Darius Geis and Bryce Love were given clean bills of health, and backup defensive lineman Caleb Brantley has opted out of the season because he's considered high risk. Other than that, we don't really know a whole lot other than there's a shit ton of question marks in this team. What else is new? Rivera had his press conference yesterday as well. And Rivera was basically saying that with this whole COVID thing, the team needs to be disciplined and follow protocols to not get the virus. Good luck with that. 
Rivera even himself said that he's concerned about his own health, as he should sure. be. It's, just, it's fucking mayhem. Again, no plan to fix this, and uh, it's depressing to think about. It's about as depressing as never leaving your oh, house. Oh, just, you know, you know, wear a mask, wash your hands. Yeah, that's it. That's you know? the thing. I mean, that's what they're all saying now. It's just the easy out. Hey, and like you said, they're leaving it up to these guys to manage, and hopefully Rivera doesn't have to worry about that part of managing his team. Well, I think he will. Yeah. I think he will, for sure. Uh, I think all these coaches will. They're set up for a shitty situation. There's no way around it. Not set up for success like these other coaches in other leagues. I just wanted to touch on some question marks like we talked about. What do you think on your end? What exactly concerns you about this team? And what do you think that some of these questions that we have regarding this roster? Before we get to the personnel, I'm looking at the schedule of how this training camp is going to work. Everybody knows we're not having a preseason. With a team like this, and we've touched on this before, they need every snap they can get. Um, They've got guys that haven't even whiffed a football in months, haven't played NFL football, and positions that are very thin. But it's baffling to me on top of everything else that the timetable that these guys are putting this stuff on, these guys aren't going to be able to get in pads, Matt, until August 17th. August 17th. They just checked in today to take a test, physical, bye. Now they're going to come in, they're going to do some walkthroughs, and they're going to do some meetings and more physicals and some conditioning stuff for like the next two weeks. They go into shells for a week, and then they're full pads, and they only get 14 total pad sessions. Now, transitioning into the players, we have serious question mark at the offensive line, right? Would you agree? Oh, yeah. I I would venture to say that's an understatement. You've got guys like Cornelius Lucas, Christian, the the draftee Charles. These guys, you have no clue what you're getting with. Any of them. I mean, the only one you really know at this point is Christian, and he's dog shit, right? So these guys are going to get 14 pad sessions, and everybody says, even the experts say, you're not going to really know your offensive linemen and your running backs and this and that until you have them in full pads. Receivers and QBs, you can get a good idea. Right. But these O-linemen? What? You're just going to throw, uh, what, Lucas in after he's had a few pad sessions against the Eagles on opening day? It's just baffling it's to me. It's absolutely insane. I mean, they can't touch each other for that amount of time. Like you said, 14 padded practices, no preseason games. How are you going to know anything about anyone? Right got the wide receivers, for instance, even with no contact, and some of them look amazing, and they make the, the cornerbacks look like shit every single day, and then they have those highlight videos and everything of guys, you know, mossing people, and then in, the, in game day, they <laughs> right. suck. There's no real way to tell anything. Especially with the way the wide receiver position is. They're so thin. I mean, even finally now, finally now, it took the great Harmon and Latimer to be lost in order for him to decide that receiver might be a position you might need somebody because he was talking about that don't bring a veteran in because it might stunt their growth. Now you have all these young pups, like you said, that are going to be running seven-on-seven drills, look like hot shit. McLaurin and Sims are going to be running past these guys like they're standing still. And then when they get into the game, McLaurin will be okay. I mean, he will be. But some of these other guys, you know, like Gandy, Golden, he'll look look like like, oh my God, steal of the draft. And then all of a sudden he's going to get stuck on the line of scrimmage in the first series. And then you'll see his real uh, (laughs) 5-0-40 that he's got. (laughs) So, I mean, no shit that that's a position 
position that you need to. You should have been looking at that position many moons ago. And now you have to talk about getting guys like Josh Gordon and those types of, you know, head cases. Yeah, like Tavon Austin or something. Like, yeah. Yeah, these this trash. trash that there's nobody out there. And I understand he wanted to keep it young. He's trying to create a new quote unquote culture, wants to bring in his guys and maybe start young and build them up. But you also have to see the forest for the trees and realize, okay. I still need to have some veterans in-house and some depth in-house. It's a house of cards. Well, he had a veteran. He had yeah. Cody Latimer. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry about <laughs> that, was, that. Yeah. He proved to be quite a guy to lean on for veteran leadership. That is obviously a big question mark. I think that they've got some really young players. And, I mean, they tried for Amari Cooper. Obviously, that didn't work out. But, you know, you got running back. That could be a huge boost right there with uh, with Bryce Love healthy, with hopefully Darius Geis, who always looks great in the offseason. But, of course, he's, I'm ready to play. Fuck the world. I don't care. All my supporters who aren't my supporters anymore can go fuck themselves. Like, shut up. How about you play more than two easy, fucking games? Easy. That's And maybe Ryan's somebody boy. will support you. Easy. <laughs> well, sorry. No, I mean, I I think he's a, yeah, he's a monster, I but... I know what you're saying. And that's the thing. I mean, running back is, again, one of those positions that everybody says, you can look good all you want in these seven-on-seven seven drills and all this shit, but it's about when you run through the line of scrimmage when you have first contact. And these guys aren't going to get a whole hell of a lot of that. And to be honest with you, a lot of these practices, even at the beginning, and we've talked about this before... This D-line is going to eviscerate these guys. I mean, give me a break. Once they (laughs) put pads on, who the hell is going to block these dudes? And you've got 14 practices of pads in order to warm this offensive line up. And, you know, you're not going to luck out and maybe not that Donald Penn was the greatest ever, but he was good patchwork. You might not luck out every single time and get somebody serviceable that can say, okay, we'll get somebody next year. You need to do this now. You've got a young quarterback. Hopefully he starts. Uh, who knows at this point, um, but it's going to be a competition, full blown competition, pure competition. Noel. This guy, he's unbelievable till the end with this dude. Um, but uh. you've got a young quarterback. This is a maker. I know it's crazy to say because a lot of times we haven't done this with quarterbacks before, but really this is a make or break year for Haskins. Rivera's talking about it now. God help us in 2021. So put the pieces around this dude. You're going to have freaking Jerron Christian like blocking Jonathan Allen in practice 14 times and then they're done and then they go against the Eagles. I just don't understand the concept. I mean, and there's other positions that are, are still lacking. We've got tight end. Hell, safety's still thin. That's another house of cards. There are quite a few positions here. How are these guys going to tackle? No offense, I like Landon Collins and all, but he wasn't a juggernaut tackling last year by any means. Uh. I mean, he, he led the team. In no, tackling. he led. The, but I'm saying there were opportunities there lost. Well, I think he was also playing out of position. They were holding on to this whole thing. He's an all world safety. He's an he's an in the box safety. And once they started actually playing him in that position, he seemed to. No, absolutely. Really My flourish. point is this is that these guys aren't going to be able to finish tackles, hit clean. A lot of times these guys barely tackle in practice anyway. They're not even allowed to. So they at least have to have, and I was talking about this, if they would have at least allowed a, some kind of a bubble, okay, where they could bubble it up with Baltimore or something like that, have old school scrimmages. I mean, shit, these teams used to go to freaking like Frostburg and isolate themselves for two months. Where did the, all this go? Now these guys can't leave their kids for a day? What happened? 
happen here? I would kill to leave my kids uh, for a day. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, shit, these guys have been isolated for freaking five months. You'd think they'd be scratching the walls to get out of there. Now, all of a sudden, they've got to go home after work. Screw you. Jeez, oh, flip. And like you said, they essentially had a bubble in other training camps. Right. I don't understand what the issue is. It is a bit of a shortened training camp, right? And they could have very easily done the exact same thing, but now it's... It's even more important for them to go home. What the hell? Does yeah. It, it doesn't make any it sense. It really doesn't. They didn't see their kids for at least a month recently. That's how long training camp right. is, three, three weeks to a month. So what the hell is the difference? Now, in the season where it's the most important that you stay away from everyone, that you isolate yourselves, nobody wants to stay isolated. Right. It's insane. It doesn't make any sense. And getting back to with these young players, these guys, they need the reps. They have to have the reps. They've had plenty of time to have meetings on Zoom. And they're talking (laughs) about for the first two weeks, they're going to do more virtual meetings and this and that. These guys have had nothing but time to do meetings. It's time to get on the field and start hitting each other until the first day, especially since there's no preseason games. And these guys that are coming in, I mean, Chase Young, for example. Yes, I think he's going to be a phenomenal player. But damn, man, we need to see this guy hit somebody. We need to see him come off the edge in full pads on a regular basis and get the reps in. But they've been hopping over cones for five months. Well, what's going to pop up, unfortunately, is that some really good players that otherwise would have made the team will not make the team this year. And I'm fearful of Bryce Love, maybe one of those casualties. Mm -hmm. He's a perfect example. I mean, because you're not going to really be able to see what these guys are going to do, even if they do look good in practice. Like you said, running back's a perfect example of that. I mean, that you couldn't have a more bullshit practice situation than that. It looks like they get an 80-yard touchdown every every single time they touch the ball. A guy like that, you can really see a running back play well in preseason, in a preseason game. There's That's guys when, that have you know, made teams out of nowhere. The Alfred Morrises of the world. Al- right. That's I what mean, I was going to say. These guys aren't going to look impressive on a seven-on-seven drill. The guy ran like a 5-5, five, five, you know, but he was a bruiser. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. showed it with pads on. And these guys aren't going to be able to showcase these things. They're not going to be able to feel it. They're not going to be callous from the hits. That's nothing unusual for this team anyway. That's so that's why they always start out. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think there will be a different mentality, obviously, with the coaching that they have. I believe that. R- Rivera, I've criticized him about certain things, but he is a no-nonsense guy when it comes to football and Del Rio on the other side of the field. And it remains to be seen who Scott Turner is and his mentality of how he's going to run this offense. But they're not... Not gonna, this young team is not going to be prepared. They're just not. No matter how much they try to raise them game-wise, there's only but so much Rivera can do with these constraints. And you mentioned Scott Turner. Rivera said that they're going to fit their offense around the talent that they have. So that's something that's been lacking for the last six years. So that's a positive as well. Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you can do with what you have with such a young team, but at least they're saying the right things. And it's not just, hey, uh, I've got Alex Smith and I don't run a zone read because I want you to play the uh, West Coast offense. Right. Because that's my offense that I play and you know you better figure it the fuck out right well I think also this team has a lot of also question marks because they've got a few of those Swiss army knife pieces that how are they going to utilize these guys are they really going to be able to translate that type of talent when you played for fucking Memphis versus playing on an NFL field with full contact and you've got Steven Sims who's another Swiss army knife guy that can do everything you've got all these pieces and yeah great plug and play let's see what can happen but these guys can crash and burn hard all of a sudden when when uh, the Eagles come to town. And they will. 
Don't you worry about yeah. that. And I think that they should take a hard look at putting Antonio Gibson at wide receiver. I mean, at it, this it, point, what else shit. They, do with this they might put you at wide receiver. I, hey, it wouldn't be a bad idea. I think would I you, got a little height. Would you stay there or would you have to go home every night? You know, I, I'd prefer to go home. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd love to have a little dinner with the kids. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's so nice. <laughs> you got to keep that up. It's family first. All right. Yeah. Anyway. So that's going to do it for this episode. As always, we're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like the show, please share it on social media. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook page. Wizards insider Matt Moderno is going to be making his illustrious return on Friday. He's going to be joining us uh, to talk some whiz. Whiz! We're back! (laughs) We're back. We're going to be talking about the top five most hated Wizards and which Moderno is going to be adding his two cents on that one as well. So that should be very interesting. He's going to make some enemies. Look forward to that. (laughs) Um, but, uh, But thanks for listening and hope you have a great Wednesday.